getting to know Jesus through one another. You're listening to Meet Fern Creek, brought to you by Fern Creek Christian Church. Well, welcome to another episode of Meet Fern Creek. We are here with Tom and Andrea Walker. Uh, so excited that you're a part of the show, and thanks for taking time out of your Thursday morning to to, to spend with me in this room recording an episode. Uh, you know, about 60, 70 people listen to this, which is which is crazy. I think that's awesome that mm-hmm. there are people in our church who are who are trying to get connected and mm-hmm. are listening to other people's stories, and so we're excited to hear your story today. Tell us about yourselves, how you two met. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for myself to learn about your story. Well, uh, we met at the congregation we came from. And it, the Christmas banquet used to be a big deal. <laughs> and right before the Christmas banquet, someone asked me, another guy, said, uh, Tom, who are you going to take to the Christmas banquet this year? I said, I don't know. And he said, I know somebody that may want to go with you. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's always good. And he said, what about Andrea? And I'm like, Phil, she's 18 years old. And he said, look, I said you may just go to the banquet with her. I didn't say marry her, but after 31 years of marriage, it worked out. So that's how we met. That is awesome. But I got 11 years on Andrea, so that was the reason for my response. She's 18. Yeah, I was 29. So So, there you go. That's how we met. And... uh, he was a cutie, though, Matt. <laughs> oh man, four kids. So I had you, hair. so you had you had eyes for him. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So Christmas yeah. banquet. What is that? What is? It was fun. Go ahead. Just a, a, a dinner, and our minister would get up there and tell funny stories about what the kids would say throughout the year, or you know funny stories because we met downtown of different people visiting the church and mm-hmm. it was it was just a great unifying time for our congregation back then yeah that's awesome yeah and it sounds like you had a good friend who was looking out for you <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we was. definitely had discipleship partners and people helping the singles back yeah. then yeah that's awesome well as somebody who's about to get married <laughs> this year talk to us 31 years of marriage that's a long time mm-hmm. uh, what's what's the i've seen a trend on tiktok recently where you ask couples who've been married a while like what's the what's the secret mm-hmm. what would you say is is the secret to 31 years i think it doesn't even have to be a secret i think if you've decided to obey the scriptures you realize and we were taught you're saying i do Mm-hmm. There is no, I think I want to stop. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think you look at every decision, you look at every disagreement as we work this out. Mm-hmm. There's no leaving. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think you develop a mindset. There is no back door. And with that, I really believe you develop a, a love for your spouse and a respect that only grows 
Now, that doesn't mean there's not times of struggle. There is. Right. And there was. But yes. <laughs> if you decide, I will, I've decided to be a Christian, I've decided mm-hmm. to obey the scriptures, then it changes your outlook of we work this out. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, growing up, you know, you watch Disney <clears throat> Channel, you see all the Disney movies, and they portray love as this fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Like, you have this set person out there for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they call it soulmate, you know. Mm-hmm. You have a soulmate. And I think you're right on. Like, that couldn't be further from the truth. Like, the truth is you could be happy with lots of different mm-hmm. people, but you have to choose to be, like, love is a choice. Mm-hmm. Like, God made a choice to love us, to send right. his son to the cross. And in our romantic relationships with each other, we also have a choice to make every single day to wake up and say, I choose to love this person no matter what. Mm-hmm. Now, I do believe in the beginning, I believe God directs us probably toward people. Oh, yeah. person. Now, I believe that continuing love is a choice. Mm. But then it grows. Yeah. And, but there are seasons of, of your marriage that you go through and... It's still sweet. I mean, I still thank God for Andrea, and I can't imagine being married to anybody else. But it is, you have to make a decision. I am committed. Hmm. And the only thing that will separate us is death. And many times I've prayed, I, I don't know what the next life is, but I hope I still know Andrea, and I hope we're still acquaintances or friends or whatever that is and it can be eternal Mm. that's so good and talk to us how how did you guys come to know jesus so you guys met in church which i might i will say that's a great place to meet somebody Mm -hmm. (laughs) romantically uh good good choice there but how did y'all start going to church meet jesus you could start it's a great question um I grew up in the Orthodox Church. I'm half Lebanese, and oh, um, wow. my family periodically went there. Not not much, so we didn't read the scriptures, you know. But when I was 13 years old, I was bold enough. I lived behind a neighbor, and I knew that her, the guys that cut her grass were moving. They were friends of mine. And so I went and knocked on her door and asked if I could cut her grass. And of course, I was a little bitty thing. And she laughed and said, can you even push the lawnmower? (laughs) But they were Christians, and they began to take me to church. And I just devoured God's Word um, from then on, just because I grew up in a house where my dad was an abusive husband. And Mm. so I didn't have much connection with that father figure but when I learned about God and who he was and saw the love in his church it just drove me deeper into wanting that and so I've never looked back I became a Christian when I was 16 and Mm -hmm. um, yeah so that's how I got to know God that's an awesome through through neighbors and I, I think for me it's made me desire to share that with people who even even kids 
you know, that maybe their parents don't go to church, but we were always willing to take our kids' friends to church with us and have them over and things like that to make an impact on other people. Yeah. Yeah. What is the what is the Orthodox Church like? I'm I don't think I know a lot about that. Yeah, kinda. it's pretty traditional. It's quite a bit like uh, Catholicism. You know, there is a priest. The priests are able to be married. Um, I don't know really much about the religion, honestly. Yeah. But I know that they there's a lot of tradition, a lot of Old Testament type teaching. Uh, they kind of believe that you can pray people into eternity, mm. um, even after they're dead, you know, that they they have memorial services and prayer times for their dead. It's That's interesting. Yeah. It's it's a bit different. <laughs> yeah. Well what about you, Tom? What's what's your story? I grew up Presbyterian. And at an early age, and being in Sunday school, it was a very pleasant experience, you know. You'd see David with a lamb on his shoulder. and But as you got older, it seemed like there wasn't much for you. Mm. And it seems then that our attendance just became casual and and really, it was kind of uh, a situation where it came to my mind or when I was a young guy, I was out partying with some people, and one guy was agnostic at best, and the other guy was Catholic. And my Catholic friend asked me, well, you're Presbyterian, what do they believe? And I've told this story many times. I looked at him like, what? Yeah, he said, uh, you're Presbyterian, what do they believe? And I said, how would I know? I'm not the minister. And I thought it was a ridiculous question. How was I supposed to know what they believe? Well, and then later on, a friend of mine got married. And he and his wife went to a very Bible-based church. And they invited me. And one, it was one Wednesday night. And they're all going into church, and they're carrying their Bibles. And I thought, that is really weird. Why would you take your Bible to church? <laughs> well, they were having a class in there, and every time the the teacher asked a question, they would be flipping over in their Bibles. Well, it says right here mm -hmm. that you do this, and this is what we believe about that situation. And I can remember sitting there, and it hit me so strongly not only do they know what they believe but why they believe it mm. and I was not even taught mm -hmm. here's what we believe and <clears throat> why we believe it and they had a foundation for their beliefs that just hit me in the chest and I'm like that is impressive mm -hmm. so being the good people they were, they shared really the truth with me. So awesome. I followed. And to this day, I think about just how simple it would be if people said the scriptures is the handbook. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is 
what you can base your life on. I, I missed that part. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that part of both your stories is somebody who walked you through the truth of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't something you had to, to do on your own, but you had people in your life like meet you where you were and say, hey, walk with me as we study scripture. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's so important. And that's a call to, to everybody in our church. Like you, you have an important call on your life to mm -hmm. disciple others. Mm -hmm. And you can see the, the multiplying effect it mm -hmm. has with you two. Yeah. Now you, with your kids and, um, you know, in your life and the way you serve, like now you can disciple others because you've been mm -hmm. disciple. I think that, Thanks for modeling that. And, um, and Matt, it wasn't like it took a priest or a pastor. Right. These were our friends. It right. was almost like a beggar leading another <clears throat> hungry person. Yes. Here's some food. And that's what we've been taught, that the kingdom grows by just the, the average person telling their neighbor. Hey, I found something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the series we're in. That's like that, that you know, how to DIY. Like mm -hmm. yeah. you know, it's it's not uh the pastor's job right. to make disciples, it's not the staff's job. Uh it, it is the call of every follower of Jesus yes. to make disciples and to read God's word and to pray and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we're here to help. But yeah, I think that's such an important message mm -hmm. for Christianity. What sets aside Christianity from a lot of other religions is, is that like, this, this is a personal relationship between you and God. This mm -hmm. isn't uh, something mm -hmm. that somebody else has to do for you. Like this mm -hmm. is your personal relationship, and you have to invest in it and spend time with it. And uh, yeah, that's so so important. And you know what I want to ask you next is, like how how did your past, your past experiences, now shape you into the person you are today? As you serve God's kingdom, as you follow Jesus today, how have how has your past kind of maybe helped you along with that, or shaped you into the person you are today? Mm -hmm. I know you talked in your story about, you know. Uh, an abusive uh, father. Mm -hmm. How how has that shaped you in your relationship with Tom and your relationship with other people? Mm -hmm. How how has God used that and turned that situation around? Mm -hmm. He he wasn't an abusive father. He was an abusive husband. Oh, so yeah. he he abused my mom. Um, you know, they say that you marry people just like your dad, and fortunately, I didn't do that. You know, fortunately, Tom's demeanor and his consistent love for me has just revealed God's love even more thoroughly. Um, I feel like his ability to not give up, even when I threw temper tantrums, you know, and wanted to, to not continue on uh, with different aspects of our marriage or tough situations raising our kids or 
you know, we've both been through cancer. I've been through spinal aneurysm. I mean, we've been through some tough situations, but I I think um, there's a story where two men were brothers and they had a dad that was a low life. And one of the brothers was in prison and one was an executive for a high-end company. And when they were both asked, why did you turn out like this? They both blamed it on their father. So one decided that he was going to become just like his dad and and lived that type of life. And the Mm -hmm. other said he would have nothing to do with that and and rise above that. And I think only through God and the determination that God has put in me as just an individual um, we don't just sit back. We we do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, that's a that's a struggle for me to be such a doer and not just a beer. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that really answers yeah, your question. Oh, yeah, that's such a, a great a great story. Like a lot of it is is you know what you're saying is it it's you. It's how how are you going to react through mm-hmm. through God's strength, like through His ability and His mm-hmm. Spirit? Like, how are you going to react? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to sit back and just let that be your story? Or are you going to go go and change it? Right. You're the you're the legacy creator. I love that. That's a, mm-hmm. an encouragement to me today. But man, I love having you guys on the show. <laughs> it's awesome. See, you were so nervous. <laughs> no reason to be nervous. That's right. Well, tell us uh, how how you came to Fern Creek. Like, what brought oh, you? Wow, what a story. <laughs> okay, go for it. A story for sure. <clears throat> well, I think uh, a lot of it, Matt. We were taught disciples never give up. They have the power of the Spirit, and I think as Christians, we expect big things because. We respect the power of God, and we're in awe of it. And how we came to Fern Creek was, to some degree, we feel like our old congregation began to change due to the challenges of social issues and then COVID. Mm. And what I mean is this, that... What I thought was a could have been the opportunity of the century for the churches to reach out to a a whole globe that was scared. I'm talking about COVID, mm-hmm. and just very uh, scared of what was coming around. No one knew what COVID was or what it was going to do, and. I'm thinking this is where disciples and Christians are going to say, look, I may not be able to save your physical life, but your spiritual life was more important. We have an answer. Mm. And I was stunned by the reaction of our congregation that I thought they reacted in fear instead of faith. Mm. That we're going to shut down and they are still hiding. Mm. And I thought, 
Look, God's people don't need to be naive, but they don't run and hide. Mm. And we became so despondent because of their reaction. I remember one time Andrea said, uh, Tom, if we don't get some Christian fellowship, I'm going to die. And I think she was talking about spiritually. Mm. And as her husband, I'm like, we got to do something. So we began to visit around, and one of the, we visited several places. And we stepped in here and realized there was a spirit of faith, there was a spirit of can do that was uh, beautiful. And we visited and visited, and Andrew finally. Uh, she was like, uh, I think this is it. This is our home. <laughs> and it, it certainly is. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you guys have gotten plugged in so quick. And I feel now knowing a little bit of your story and y'all's personality, it makes sense. You know, you guys are, <laughs> are doers. It's awesome how quickly you've become. I mean, I feel like y'all been going here for years and years. Mm. And how long has it been? It's only a year. A year. Mm-hmm. Man, I feel like you guys have been here longer than I have for crying out loud. Matt, we were taught by some very <clears throat> informed people and committed people, and they were taught, both of us, when you decide to be a disciple, you gave your life away. So mm-hmm. we were taught, you have become, you're going to be slaves to someone. Bob Dylan sings the song, you're going to serve somebody. You're either serving Satan or you're serving the Lord. So we were, mm. we were taught, you gave up your life. Now, he will bless it back a million times over, but you signed on to be a slave, and it's, it's been a glorious ride. Mm-hmm. What are some blessings in your life that you have seen as you've given up your life for Jesus? What are some things you've seen in your life change or maybe you've seen something new happen in your relationships and I I don't know what it might be, but blessings that you've seen as you've given up your life to follow Jesus. Well, at 66, you realize life goes by fast and you realize that the time here is just a mist. Mm-hmm. And to view or to realize now that I am alive forever. I've already started. Right. And then to be surrounded with the real reason we're even alive is to be in a relationship with God mm-hmm. makes life make sense. Mm-hmm. that there is a God that loves us that wants to be with us forever and all the frustrations and there's many in this world that's just not my home Right, mm-hmm. I'm here temporary and even while we're here to be with God's people and to be a part of the plan is, mm-hmm. is a glory in itself what you give up pales in comparison to what God blesses you with when you just decide I'll follow you. Mm. 
So. Yeah, and I, I think too, um, I don't know how people live in this world without a relationship with God. I mean, through heartaches, through whatever. I, I grew up in a, my dad was a pretty prejudiced person and when you were talking about how God's changed us, I think that's something that we've totally, we surround ourselves with all diversity, you know, and, mm -hmm. and we've always surrounded our children with lots of diversity. And um, that's something, some legacy that's totally different um, for us to leave our children compared to how we grew up. I think too, tough situations for those parents that are listening. You know, we've had a tough situation recently, it was actually just last year, that our daughter confessed a desire to live a homosexual lifestyle. And it was a devastating blow. We called her immediately and said, you're always welcomed in our family, you're always welcomed here. We wanna build a bridge and not a barrier between our relationship, because her life is not over yet. She knows that we don't agree. She was, talk about evangelistic and the disciple. I mean, she converted five people in high school. <laughs> she, always in my mind, she was gonna be a missionary, but, um, and I, I know that that attraction is real and that it's real to her, but that's been a difficult situation to go through the last year um, and to kind of grieve that she may never have children, she may never be married the way that we thought that she was gonna be. And so it's been a, it's been a bit of a rough ride, but I, I'm here to tell you, God, <laughs> amazingly, I feel like our relationship has grown dramatically hmm. over the last year. And it's only by God's grace and us, like I said, building a bridge with her and not a barrier and really offering her God's love as she chooses to not be, you know, be a faith-based person right now. And she's, a, you know, admitted to saying I just don't believe the way I used to, you mm -hmm. know. Um, I still think that she believes in God. She's just choosing not to follow the scriptures right now. Right. So. Man, I appreciate you uh, you having the courage to, to share that. And, you know, I think <coughs> that kind of story, excuse me, I have a cough. <laughs> That's okay. I'm so sorry. That story happens a lot. Mm -hmm. At least in in my couple of years here at Fern Creek, that you know sometimes kids don't always make the decision the parents want, mm -hmm. and and that's okay. I think just the way you talked about it, I see so much grace and love in you guys, mm -hmm. and so I if there's any way you know our church family can encourage you, mm -hmm. you know I think I think you guys are wonderful. And I think how you have, however you're going to handle that, I trust that God is working mm -hmm. in and through you guys. 
And I know that this is a tough situation because you love your kid and you, mm-hmm. you know, there was a time in that kid's life. You know, I don't understand this because I'm not a parent, um, but I understand the the conception of it that there was a time in that kid's life where you did make decisions for them, mm-hmm. right. and where you did like have to hold their hand and walk with them. But now, you know, she's at the age mm-hmm. where, yeah, you're you're making decisions for yourself, and sometimes kids don't always. Just do what I've had friends who didn't do what I expected them to do, you know. Um, And so, I'll I'll be praying that God's working in and through through you guys. And it sounds like He's doing some good in the midst of Mm -hmm. uh, a chaotic situation. That He's bringing you all close Mm -hmm. together, and that's a beautiful thing. It is. That's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Man, I appreciate you sharing that. I know that will bless lots Mm -hmm. of people. And then we also have a son and his wife and our first grand guy. And then we have another grandchild on the way. So God's mm-hmm. blessed our family amazingly. Hey, congrats. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So. And you serve in kids ministry here yeah, at Frank Yeah, I love Creek. kids. Mm-hmm. Gary tells me that you, you've been in a nursery. You've been in K through 2. I had been to a... try them all out before I decided. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah. And did you find which one you liked the most? Yeah, I think uh, the fours and fives have been such a sweet <laughs> treat. Yeah, that's awesome. Fun. Well, thanks for serving in kids ministry. Yeah. And uh, what do you? How have you gotten involved here, Tom, at, at Fern Creek? What are you involved in, and where do you see yourself? Well, I've met up with Larry Lewis. And I'm kind of a hot rodder guy. Yeah. And he said, uh, we've been thinking about having a car show at uh, Fern Creek here. And uh, would you want to help or be a part? And I'm like, absolutely. But uh, I think I've been a little bit slower to, what's the word I'm looking for? Assimilate or whatever. Yeah. Because I do believe I left our congregation after 40 years a little bit jaded a little bit damaged goods mm-hmm. because we talked to the leaders we didn't just up and leave and we kind of begged guys this is in our opinion not a faithful approach and people need fellowship we need each other this and I can remember we were in a meeting with them and we shared our belief is this will have horrible consequences. And it did. Mm-hmm. I've asked some of the members, who's coming to church? <clears throat> and they're like, I don't even know who's a member anymore. Mm. Like, well, what kind of family is that? When we should bring our children up, we didn't sit down at the table and go, well, where's Micah? I don't know. She hasn't been here for a while. It's like, well, no, we're not sitting down to eat till we find out where everybody is. But, <laughs> All right. So, um, well, I got sidetracked on your question, but uh, I want to be a part of this church growing and wherever God can use me, that's where I want to be. Yeah, that's and, such a uh, faithful prayer right there, man. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's been... So good getting to know you guys a little bit better. And 
my my prayer is always that you know kind of what Craig talked about in his message last week the reason we do something like this show is not only so we we can get to know one another but it's it's that that verse that he mentioned in Ephesians where we're we're equipping and putting you, putting the ministry in your hands. Mm. So I'm praying that, man, if this just leads to one conversation, somebody coming up to you saying, man, I heard your story, mm. and I, I want to talk to you about And that's my prayer, is that just mm. one conversation is had from this. And yeah. um, even if that conversation isn't had, kind of what we talked about in rehearsal yesterday, that maybe you've just planted a seed in somebody's yes. life through your story. And so... Thanks for taking time to do this. Yeah, thank you. Being a part of uh, being a part of our church's mission, man. We just Amen. that we are family. Yeah. So, thanks for being on the show and those listening, man. Grace, peace, and we'll see you on Sunday. Awesome. <laughs> I'm leaving that laugh in there. So okay. I thought that was cool. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to our show, Meet Fern Creek want to encourage you to download our Fern Creek Christian Church app today, available on the App Store and on Google Play. You can worship with us this Sunday at 845, 10, or 1115. See you there.